anytime we're looking for something, especially comfort, the universe starts to respond. Our metaphysical team starts to respond. And if we can get into a state of receptivity as opposed to resistance, those signs can start to flow in. Welcome to the Space for Magic podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to receiving all the gifts the universe has for us. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive coach. Using a blend of common sense, brain science, and just a dash of magic, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Hey there, welcome to this episode of the Space for Magic podcast. I am your host, Patty Lennon, and today we are going to talk about signs. Signs from the universe, signs from our loved ones, signs from our angels, and specifically why hunting for them rarely works. And yet, I know I do it myself. We all engage in the habit, at least I think those of us who believe that signs are possible will fall into the trap of trying to find them rather than allowing them to come to us. So let me start by saying what signs are when you know when I'm talking about signs what I'm really trying to say is these are the way that the other side of the veil our guardians our guides our loved ones and you know the universe shows us that you know we have a team ready, willing, and able to support us, that they're there. Signs are ways that they sh- they raise their hand and wave at us. They can also be ways that they tell us that we're on the right path or the wrong path. There's a movie that Jim Carrey plays God, or he plays uh, a person who's been given God's powers. But before that happens, he's driving down the road and he's like, why? I just need a sign. I just need to sign. And then he's behind a truck that's filled with signs. And they all say like, beware, go back, stop. But he's not seeing it. And it's funny because as much as we hunt and look for signs, I find this is a real typical experience that most of us are having. Those signs are all around us and we're just not seeing them. So how does this dichotomy happen where we're wanting signs? They're they're there in abundance and yet as we hunt for them, they get further and further away. Why? Why does this happen? And what can we do instead? So before we jump into that, I just want to give you just a high level what signs typically look like and three categories I find signs typically fall into. And the first is general signs. These are uh, signs that come that their meaning typically is the same no matter who you talk to. You know, these are signs like pennies from heaven. You know, certainly when we see like common songs and phrases that speak to signs, you know, this is a sign that happens for a lot of people. So um, feathers, pennies or dimes from heaven, cardinals. These are all signs that oftentimes our loved ones use that have somewhat of a universal meaning. And they arrive really to give us comfort, to let us know that a loved one is close or an angel is close and that we are not alone in the universe. The second type of sign are personal signs. These are signs where 
something shows up in your world and it has a very personal meaning to you. So if someone that you loved crossed over and they were a big sports fan, or maybe you're a sports fan and they knew it and maybe they joked about it with you, then seeing the emblem for that sports team, maybe a player from the sports team or the name of the sports team or a jersey keeps showing up in your awareness, that's a sign that's not, you know, if it came to me, let's say, it wouldn't have the same meaning as coming to you. So those signs are personal to you. When my mom crossed over, one of the signs she would leave me often to let me know she was close are daisies. And they show up everywhere. It was her favorite flower. And she knows every time I see them, I think of her. So that's a sign that's personal to me. My father was very proud of his Irish heritage. I am too. And one of the signs he leaves for me is a shamrock. Now it's personal to me, but if someone else also shared Irish heritage with an ancestor, that might be a sign they get as well. It doesn't mean I'm the only one getting those signs. It just means it has a very personal meaning for me. And the final kind of sign is a chosen sign or a specific sign. This is where it doesn't necessarily have a meaning other than you ask for something specific, usually something kind of crazy and outrageous to show up in your awareness to essentially prove to you that a loved one is near, or especially if you're feeling doubt about that, or maybe you're trying to make a decision and you say, if this is the right decision, then show me a a swan in ballet shoes doing a pirouette, right? (laughs) These are things that you don't see on a day-to-day basis. In fact, the more outrageous they are, they tend to be more powerful signs because then when it does show up, you know there's absolutely no way that that could have happened without intervention from the divine or the metaphysical space. And typically I find that asking for those specific signs, those really you know, crazy signs, it's better to save those um, when you really need to know something that you're where your faith is kind of shaken, whether it's your faith in yourself or your faith in someone that's crossed over. For the most part, it's those personal signs or those more general signs that can be comforting, but also those personal signs can come out of the blue, right? Where I remember when I was trying to decide if I should join a certification program, and I believe the initials of the certification program were LCT. And I was, you know, thinking about and wondering, I was still working in corporate and I was driving home and I was stuck in traffic. And this truck ahead of me kept stopping and going, stopping and going, stopping and going. And it was driving me insane. And then all of a sudden I looked up at the truck, you know, really focused on it. And there in big letters across the top of the, you know, across the back of the truck was LCT. And it was the trucking company's initials as well, but it said LCT goes for it or something like that. And so that was the way that my team gave me a very personal sign telling me and answering my question, should I join this coaching program? So The personal signs don't always have to be known by you. It's just when they show up, all of a sudden, it's really clear that they're for you. Now, so back to um, when we're getting signs, why we have such a hard time seeing them. And one of the reasons, actually, that a lot of people have a hard time seeing signs is because they're so prolific. 
that we get signs all the time. Our team, our metaphysical team is trying to communicate with us and they will use any means possible. And when I say team, I'm talking about our spirit team. They will use any means possible. And signs are one of the best ways that they have to talk to us because let's say you don't have access to your intuitive gifts right now, which if you're new to me, you know, I believe everyone has intuitive gifts. We just typically have weird ways of thinking about gifts. A lot of us think, you know, the only real gifts are clairvoyance or clairaudience, but there's a whole host of gifts, right? And ways that we can communicate across the veil. But let's say you don't have access to those or your brain is really, really in doubt, signs are really helpful. You know, if you keep seeing, you know, if you had a shamrock as a sign and the shamrock just keeps showing up and showing up and showing up left and right, left and right, then um, that can be really, really comforting and really helpful right? And it's also very tangible. Like your eyes see the sign, which makes your brain believe in it more. So then why when we're hunting for signs, doesn't it work, right? If if they're so prolific, why when we start looking for them, can we not find them? And that it really has a lot to do with the brain science behind signs and, and any other time we're searching for something. So a lot of times when you're looking for a sign, it's because you're in doubt or you have questions. And what happens when you're in that space is you're programmed your brain to believe that the answer is just beyond your reach. Or if it's doubt that what you need, the concrete answer or the knowledge that your loved one is still close, whatever it is, your brain actually is programmed based on your doubt to be searching for the way that it's not true. I know that's really crazy, but it's actually trying to support the existing line of thought. And so it is editing out any reference to the signs that you're getting, which sounds kind of crazy, but that's really the way it goes. And part of the reason for that is depending on how much doubt you're in, depending on whether you're in fear and loneliness or any of these lower level emotions, what's happening is your amygdala is also kicking in and firing up. It really is worried about you. It doesn't want you to get more depressed or more disappointed or it doesn't want you giving your your power over to something it can't touch and feel because right now it needs as much concreteness as possible. And so it is searching, but it's searching for the opposite of what you want. You want a sign that everything's okay. And it's trying to get you to focus on what's real. And right now for you, what's real is whatever the opposite of believing is. So let's say you're deciding whether to take a job. And you're very nervous about it because we always, our brain always likes what it already knows. So you're in a job and you feel safe in that job, right? But you're thinking of going for this other job and that means change and your brain doesn't like change and it's probably hard for you in general, which is why you're looking for a sign. Is it the right thing for me to go to this new job? Well, your brain's like, no, no, let's keep everything the same. Let's keep everything the same. So if all of a sudden you've asked for a purple shamrock as your sign to go to this new job, it's going to edit out any reference to that. It's crazy, right? But it's true. Here's the thing. Our brain is only so powerful. 
So anytime we're looking for something, especially comfort, the universe starts to respond. Our metaphysical team starts to respond. And if we can get into a state of receptivity as opposed to resistance, those signs can start to flow in. So rather than us going out, which is an, a sort of, um, I was going to say an aggressive move, but it's just a forward move and it actually pushes our energy out there against what's happening, we are actually contributing to resistance. It's when we relax and become receptive and just stay in a state of allowing and receiving, which can be really hard when our brain is questioning things and when we feel unsure of what to do or we feel alone. But that's really the key. And I uncovered this, you know, the year, the months actually after my father died. So by then I had already understood how to go through this sort of losing a parent thing because my mom had passed years before. And I knew that I'd be able to hear from him and, and get signs from him and talk to him, but I had to stay open. I knew that staying wide open and not like reaching out and trying to make things happen, but just staying open would allow that communication to happen. Now, I had had practice at that. I had had a previous experience. Certainly at first when my mom crossed, I wasn't that. I was like looking everywhere for her and for proof of her. But I learned this other way. So I, I can tell you that if you're listening to me and this just feels like I'm asking a lot to stay wide open and not to be kind of reaching out and trying to find your answers, I get it. It is hard, but this is what works. So the minute you ask for a sign or the minute you desire that connection, it starts to flow in. The only thing you need to do is receive it. But that, like I said, can be really hard when you feel really desperate for that. And so how do we get into receptivity? How do we allow? Well, the first thing that you can do is breathe. Breathing really does slow your nervous system down. And that's ultimately what we're trying to do is that our amygdala, our fight or flight response, it just sends these pulses of resistance out into our energy field. And that blocks all of the receiving, whether you're receiving abundance or sign, you know, abundance of money or abundance of signs or abundance of love, whatever it is, it's those pings of fear that create resistance in our field. So we want to really figure out what is it that we can do to slow our mind down and program it to receive the signs. The first thing is breathing. Breathing is the number one tool that we have always at our disposal to settle our nervous system down. And I'm going to do it with you right now. So let's breathe. We're going to do three rounds of breath. And I just want you to notice how you feel right in this moment. And then just notice how you feel after the breathing. So we're going to breathe in and out. In and out. In and out. And the second thing we can do is to start to affirm what is already true, the things that don't cause us doubt. So if maybe a loved one's crossed over and you're really craving the feeling of connection to them, starting by saying, I am loved. 
And I love fill in the blank. In my case, I love my mother. I love my father, right? Present tense, even though they've crossed. I am safe in this moment. I am clear in this moment, if that feels true. And so you're not affirming something that isn't, that you don't believe, because that makes it really hard. It's one of the reasons why I'm not a huge I don't talk about uh, affirmations here a lot. They're very powerful. But for a lot of us left-brained people or people who have kind of a stronger left brain or a balanced left and right brain, it can be really hard to affirm something that isn't true yet. Now, if you're a super creative person, probably affirming things that have not yet come to be is very easy for you. And I'm a little jealous. But for most of us, we want to stick with affirmations that are true and then also strengthen what we want, right? So that's number number two. And then number three is to practice letting go. And so what that means is focusing on something else, right? So if you find yourself searching for a sign at any given moment in time, find something else to focus on. Me, especially if it can be something that you appreciate. So I'm in my office right now and behind me is a wall that's pink and then the other walls are yellow. And these colors make me very happy. And at any moment in time when I'm in here, I can just appreciate the colors, the artist's eye that, that crafted these colors, my husband's willingness to paint my office for me, the freedom I have to have an office in my home and on and on and on. Well, when you get into that energy of appreciation, that is also the energy of receptivity. So all those three things can shift you out of hunting and into receptivity. Again, that's the the breathing, affirming what's already true, and then appreciating. So that, that little process can help take you out of that hunting, hunting energy. And then once you're out of it and you're able to walk through your life with a little more ease, a little less doubt, all of a sudden you'll see those, those signs will start to show up. And, um, you know, one of the other ways that signs may show up if you're being really, your brain's being really stubborn is signs will be sent to you through other people. So if it feels okay to you to tell other people about the signs you're waiting for, I do encourage you to do that. This happens. I see this happen in the magic lounge and I love it. In fact, there was just a story. One of our members asked for $1,000 and lilies of the valley to both of those things to show up as proof of something that she needed proof of. A check had come in the mail literally the next day for, I think it was $1,100. And later that day in an event, someone was presented with calla lilies. And she said, you know, it was closed. So I think that that was my sign. Well, interestingly enough, the day before she had made this claim in the group, I, one of my children had received a lily of the valley, which I thought was super interesting. One of her friends had brought her a lily of the valley and I don't have any in our yard. And I thought, isn't, I've never heard my daughter mention it. And immediately I thought, oh, it's a sign and it's a sign for someone. And then sure enough, the next day when this member told the story, I was like, oh my goodness, I got your lily of the valley. Well, not probably six hours later, someone unbeknownst to them, they shared a screenshot of meditation they had gotten in their app, which I think was the Calm app. 
and it was what she was sharing was the what was being told on the com app for her, which was, you know, a message she had already received from me, I think, in the group. But the backdrop to that screenshot was a lily of the valley. And so I believe that in this particular case, that that member probably had received lilies of the valley in many different ways. I see this all the time. And she just wasn't seeing it. And so then because the universe, the divine really wanted her to have this message, she started, they started, it started to send this member, Lilies of the Valley, through other members. And I saw this actually happen in the most fascinating way with, um, and I think I've told this story here with my brother after my father died. He had asked my father for a sign and he told me, I asked dad for a sign. I'm not going to tell you what it is because if you end up giving it to me, it's not going to feel as real. I need it to come without anyone knowing about it. Okay. Fair enough. Because then if you, if that's the case, you don't want someone to know about it because if it does come through them, you want it to feel like it was part of that sign package you were looking for. So then I was dropping my daughter off to him. She was going to spend a couple of days with him. So he sends us a picture and he was like, oh, your daughter manifest at my sign. And he's, it's a picture of the two of them in Boston where he lives. And I said, oh, what was the sign? I didn't, it wasn't immediately obvious to me. And behind them was a huge mural of flowers. And he said, I wanted someone to give me flowers. And just then my daughter, when they were walking down the street said, oh, look, Uncle Jimmy, flowers for us. And he took that as the sign. What was interesting was as I had been walking with him and he was telling me that story, for no reason I even know, I felt compelled to go in to a flower store and buy him and his wife flowers. But I handed them to him and I said, here, but they were also in the process of decluttering. I said, here's flowers. Hopefully Sonia's okay with them. That's his wife. And so not knowing what the sign was, I had just handed him flowers, but he was totally oblivious to the fact that I had already handed him flowers. So a lot of times I find that we are getting those signs we're looking for, but we're just not seeing them. And so having other people involved in it can really help. Now, one of the ways we do this in the Magic Lounge as a practice is that I or the team, actually, I like it better when my team creates it because then I can play along, create a treasure hunt and a metaphysical treasure hunt. And how this works is we give all our members three objects. And the way that the treasure hunt works is you read the description of the object, you picture it in your mind once, which is the most amount of energy you need to start calling through a desire to you, and then let it go. Now, why this works so well is because these objects are random for people, so they have no attachment to getting them, which keeps their mind out of that hunting energy. And it's always so fascinating to see how quickly they show up. So you can do this for yourself. You can design your own um, treasure hunt. Pick three objects at random and wait for them to show up. Now, Sometimes it's a lot more fun to have someone else assign you those objects so you can ask them to do that. Or better yet, you can join us in the Magic Lounge. So 
Every month in Magic Lounge, we do this as a community. We have so much fun talking about why or why not. Certain things come in the way that they come in. And it's a vibrant conversation that goes on every month, along with lots of other fun things. And in this particular month, we are focused on learning your language, which is really we're talking about how the divine and your metaphysical team specifically speaks to you. With what I find is signs is one way that they consistently speak to all of us, but there's also lots of other ways. We'll be discussing that in the group this month, and you can join for just $37 a month. So if you want to join us, go to palulang.com forward slash magic lounge. We also are running a annual membership special. So you can get a 25% discount by joining for the year and get it for 333. 333 is one of my angel signs. So that when my angels want me to know we are here, we have your back. Do not fear, Patty. We are there for you. 333 is the number that they send me. What's really interesting about that number So 33 is sort of the smaller version of that sign, but 333 is when they're like, no, no, we got it. We really have you. But 33 can show up also a lot. And where that has taken place in my life is it was one of my addresses growing up was 33, but also was my husband's basketball jersey number. And if you have been with me for a while, you know that from a young age, I was getting signs about my husband long before we met. So 33 was my lucky number before I even understood signs. And um, I don't think it was just about my address. I think it was all about the connection that he and I have in this world. So those are really fun signs too, where they sort of um, explain themselves and reveal themselves to you over time. If you want to be part of this discussion more, I'd love to have you in the Magic Lounge. Come join us, pattyland.com forward slash Magic Lounge. And if you join for the year, you will get a special 25% discount and be able to join for $333. Or if you just want to try us out, $37. Again, go to pattyland.com forward slash Magic Lounge. And you are welcome to do this treasure hunt on your own, of course. Um, But I do think that doing it with us in the magic lounge is a lot more fun. So have an amazing, amazing week. I send you my love and remember make space for magic. Hey, thanks for listening. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share this episode with them. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review at your favorite podcast app. It helps us reach many more people and it fills my heart with so much joy when I hear what you have to say about what I've shared. I'm cheering for your success. Have an amazing day. And don't forget, always create space for magic. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's Voices Amplified.